0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: So when it comes to tree stands, how high is too high? How high do you want to go? And then at what point does it start becoming a downer instead of an upper? Pun intended. We're going to answer those questions and more on this episode. And welcome to another episode of the New Hunters Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to be talking about tree stands. This question specifically came from a listener. Appreciate you. It's a good question, one I cannot believe I have not addressed up until this point, but it is certainly worthy of of some discussion. And it's an important point, one I think that can help a lot of people. You know, how high is too high? How high should you go? How high should your stand be? If you just keep going higher, does that keep improving your odds of success? So let's break it down from the beginning. Let's answer the first question. Why do we hide in trees? Well, the answer is deer have great sense of sight, they have great sense of hearing, they have even better sense of smell, they live on the ground, their predators are on the ground, their food is on the ground, their friends are on the ground, everything they need to know about, worry about, be concerned about, be happy about, and look forward to is on the ground. So deer are usually looking around the ground. They're usually looking for danger, they're, they're looking for fun, they're looking for food, they're looking for mating opportunities on the ground and around the ground. So if you're on the ground, there's a much better chance, there's a great chance of them seeing you, spotting you, getting spooked by you. Now if you get off the ground, well what's in trees? As far as deer are concerned, there are squirrels in trees and there are birds in trees and neither of which are food or a threat. So deer do not often look up. They do look up, but they do not often look up. So when we get off the ground, specifically into a tree, it's not just a magic thing about altitude or elevation. Right? If if you were hovering, you know, 15-20 feet in the middle of a field magically, I guarantee you would spook deer. But it's being up in a tree. It's being off the ground. It is being up above deer in an area that is a non-threatening place for them. You want to be in a tree, in a place that they, to them, there's no reason to look up into that tree. There's no food up there. There's no threats up there. There certainly aren't any does up there. You know, there's, they don't have any need to. They may occasionally, but it's just, it's not a regular thing that is always constantly happening. So we want to get off the ground to get out of their regular line of sight and out of their regular frame of mind, right? They're not looking for hunters in trees. Now, from my own experience, I can tell you I've hunted on the ground. I've hunted in trees. I've hunted just sitting on the ground. I've hunted in a blind and I've hunted in trees. And from just sitting on the ground on a chair and a bucket, leaning against a tree, whatever it is, I would say four out of five deer that would came by spooked they noticed me they often they would snort they would blow they would stomp their feet they would jump and run and make all kinds of ruckus but either way i got spotted i got busted four out of five times now i may have even shot the deer that that spooked and and started stomping its foot at me. In fact, I remember the the last one I shot last year, I was literally on a walkabout, spotted this deer, got a little closer, stood up, it stood up, stomped its foot. My 308 stomped back, right? It was, you know, it's just one of those kind of scenarios, but more often than not, you're not getting the shot off in time. But I'd say four out of five deer that I've seen in my own personal experience from hunting on the ground, four out of five deer spooked. Four out of five deer noticed me and they were gone. Hunting in a tree stand, I would say it's probably the reverse. I'd say maybe one out of five deer noticed me, probably less than that actually. Probably more like one in eight or one in 10 noticed I was there and took notice of me and even then usually because I was being careless didn't know deer were around I was fidgeting or standing up stretching something like that and spook deer but in terms of just sitting there you know with my game on quiet motionless uh, very very few deer I've had spook for me in a tree stand for any reason but almost all of them hunting on the ground now in a hunting blind I think it's it's somewhere in between the middle of the two somewhere in between the two I've had a lot of deer you know if a deer gets wind down wind of me in a hunting blind there's a good chance they're going to blow and snort and and it's going to it's going to be a mess but if you can keep the wind right I'd say you know probably 3 out of 5 or 4 out of 5 had no idea I was ever there maybe more than that but it's somewhere in between hunting on the ground and then hunting in a tree. Often i found in a blind, you know, the deer will walk out right in front of you. They'll kind of they'll look up at you. They'll, they'll notice something's not quite right. And then they'll just mosey on their way. But if you wanted to take that deer, you had the chance. You know, you had plenty of time to do it. But in a tree definitely is where I have found deer notice you the least there spook the least you have the best odds so this is why we go up into a tree this is the reason um because it gives us that extra level of stealth gets us out of the deer's regular field of view out of their regular frame of mind and it's significant i remember the first time i hunted out of a tree stand deer walked right up to my tree walked right on by never looked up never changed its stride never did anything i was sitting there like he's got no idea i'm here it felt like i was cheating i was. I couldn't believe how easy this was now it, it, after hunting on the ground that's the way that it felt so you know that's it's just the reason that we do it so then the question is well how high do you need to get to maximize that factor well you, there's there's a couple answers to this and there's, there's a few variables you need to consider. I also forgot to mention scent. When you get into a tree, you get your scent up off the ground. Now, usually when you're hunting, especially in the morning, um, you've got thermals. And thermals, you know, the sun hits the ground, the air heats up, the air rises. So your scent is going up. But when you're on the ground, it's got a long ways to go. And If there's any wind at all, any breeze at all, you're leaving a trail hundreds of yards back through the woods, whichever way that wind's blowing with your scent. You get up into a tree, that scent starts in the air and then starts going up. You've got a much, you've got much smaller scent signature that's detectable on the ground. Of course, if they're perfectly downwind from you, they can smell you. Deer have great noses. There's, there's almost nothing you can do to scent proof yourself against deer. You just, you can't do it. You have to, you have to hunt the wind. You have got to know where to blow your scent, where the deer are going to be coming from, when to hunt what stand, and the wind is your ally. You want to use the wind on purpose to blow your scent away from the deer. But when you get into a tree, you take the scent off the ground. It starts in the air. And then if you've got thermals that are taking it up you're dispersing it, you're, you're getting it out of there, there's a much less chance, even if you get a you know, contrary wind, it's a normally blowing east, and then all of a sudden it switches and blows west for 10 minutes, and before switching back, your scent is higher, there's much less of it that's going to be detectable at ground level, I, you know maybe 50% less, I don't know, I'm just making up numbers, but it's a significant improvement, you're, you're less likely to spook deer on the ground with scent, based on that. Now, if you're hunting in the evening, not necessarily the case, because in the morning, you've got thermals going up. In the evening, that cool air is coming down and settling, so your scent's actually going down. So you need to be careful about where you're you're hunting out of trees in the evening, because that can work against you. But that's another episode. That's another topic. That's another show. So we got to get up into the tree in order to just get us out of their, get us away from their, their line of sight and their, their frame of mind and a little bit from their nose. So, how high? What's the magic height? Well, you want to get up high enough to your outside of their regular field of view while they're walking around cruising. So, you know, deer are three, four feet tall. So, you obviously need to get higher than three or four feet. They could stay stand up fully erect, you know, they can get up five, six feet maybe. So you got to get higher than that for sure. And, um, you know, you, you just, what's their field of view up and down, right? There's no magic cone in terms of how high they can see. They just bend their head. They can see straight up if they want, but you really need to get about 15 feet in the air. About 15 feet is, is about the sweet spot. So you get up 15 feet in the air, 15 to 20 feet is really where you want to be. It's the, the altitude that you want to get to. That is high enough to be out of that regular field of view. Again, you know, if a deer's 200 yards back, the difference between you being on the ground and you being 15 feet up in the air is like, you know, 10 degrees of vision. They don't even need to move their head, but they're not looking up. They're looking down. They're not focusing on up they're focusing on down. So you need to to think like a deer does. It's also why you need to be stealthy in the tree. And you know, topography plays a little bit into it as well. If you're hunting on a hillside, you can get away with not being up as high because you've already got altitude from the hillside if the deer are walking in the valley below you. But at the same time, you need to be high enough so that you're not in that first portion of tree right just having altitude in and of itself isn't the magic thing it's they're looking at the bases of trees because predators could hide behind the bases of trees coyotes bears depending on where you are wolves could be hiding behind trees so they're looking at the bases of trees They're looking at the bases of trees at the level they're walking they're looking at the bases of trees at the top of the hill above them So you need to get up above the base of the tree in order to have enough altitude to be out of the the regular line of detection and consideration for predators. So even if you're hunting a lot higher above them on a hillside, you still need to be far enough off the ground on that tree that they're not looking for things hiding behind the base of your tree and they see you, right? So this is that's sort of the why you got to get up about 15 feet now you know it's 10 feet high enough eh, you know it could be uh, depending on you know the topography and how thick the the foliage is but I think about 15 feet is about where you want to go somewhere between 15 and 20 feet is ideal so what about going higher than 20 feet right you're getting further off the ground you're getting away from the deer You are getting your scent higher off the ground you know you're you're making it harder for them to see you they really got to look up higher they you know you would think all these things that you would you could do in order to uh, cha- or, you know improve your odds of not being spotted by deer and the answer is you know that's true to a point right if deer have a reason to look up whether you're 15 20 feet or 50 feet they're going to see you all they gotta do is just tilt their head just like you can and look up so if they've got a reason to look up if they hear something up in the tree if they see something if there's a flash of light if they smell something up in the tree whatever they whatever might cause them to look up if they look up they're gonna see you so you really you know there's not as much benefit there as you might think there's a little there's a little right a little more distance a little higher maybe a little less likely to be seen but in my opinion especially for new hunters, the drawbacks of going higher are not worth it. In fact, you're at a bigger disadvantage the higher you go than whatever gains you might get, stealth-wise. So the reasons are this. First and foremost, you've got safety challenges. Okay, The higher you go, the more you got to climb. Most tree stands, most ladder stands, sets of ladders, climbing sticks they usually go 15 or 20 feet so if you want to go higher than that then you've got to start to cobble together multiple climbing systems this starts to get you know this just adds layers of complexity and layers of danger you are improving you're increasing your risk of something happening you know just the longer you spend climbing increases the risk of a climbing accident the more climbing gear you've got—a bolt and staple and strap onto that tree—is the more things that can fail. You've got one climbing system that's safe and good, and then you start trying to add another one 20 feet in the air, and and get that set up, and you're just in, increasing the risk of something happening. Uh, you know, even a lot of the 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 safety harnesses and ropes and systems and things like that. You, know, you tie one at the bottom, one at the top, and, and you can latch on to it, so no matter where you are in the climb, those are usually not much longer than 20 feet. So you've got all sorts of complexity to get higher. Now maybe you've got a climbing stand, which I don't recommend for new hunters unless you are traveling deep in the public land, but you got a climbing stand. So you know you can just inch your way up and down the tree as high as you want. Well, it still takes time, still takes energy, still takes effort, there's still risk, and it still makes noise. It's like, well, I'm super quiet, I don't make any noise. You think. You think you're not making any noise. Um, which is, you know, which is the, the, the last words by hunters that come out of the woods with nothing. Well, I wasn't making any noise, you think. But obviously they heard something. So you're, you know, the longer you're climbing the more of that that's going on, the the more risk, the more everything else. So that's one thing. Now that's not huge. You can overcome that. It's not a big deal. If you're a tough guy, you don't care. You just, you know, whatever higher is better, right? Well, then you have the issue of geometry. So the higher you get, the more you're gonna have to shoot down. And the ideal shot on a deer is a double lung broadside shot. Don't let anybody tell you anything else. Well, heart shot's better. Now, heart shot is not better. Okay, deer can run further with a heart shot than they can with a great double lung shot, because they can't breathe with the double lung shot. They know something's wrong. They just—they do not have the, the the capacity to to keep running. Oftentimes, they'll just collapse just from shock of not being able to breathe, even though they could run a bit. They're They're just trying to hide. They're not sure what's going on. They know they're hindered. Whereas a heart shot, all they know is it hurts. And they've got a shot of adrenaline that goes through their system. And they can run, I mean, they they can run like a bottle rocket for a few hundred yards with no heart. Absolutely can. In fact, the deer that I've shot through the heart ran further than the deer that I have shot through the lungs. So, you know, yeah, sure. A heart shot deer is going to die, but a double lung shot deer is going to die too. And it's probably going to run less. Also, a heart is very small. It is the size smaller than a baseball in a deer, whereas a double lung shot is much, much easier, much larger target. People try to shoot for the neck or the spine or the brain. Yeah, those shots can instantly end the hunt. They can instantly kill or incapacitate the deer. But you're talking about a much smaller target. You're talking about tiny, tiny targets that you're shooting at. You know, For the spine, you're looking at the size of a garden hose or smaller. The brain is not as large as you might think. And it's very easy to miss that target and just deliver a gruesome wound that that deer won't die from for days to come in a terrible, hideous gangrene or unable to eat kind of death. And you just don't, it's not worth it. There's no reason she would say, Oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the meat. How much meat is it between the, the inside of the rib cage and the skin on both sides? How much meat is really there? You want to know? I could tell you, you're, you're, you're at about three eighths of an inch. If it's a big deer, maybe you've got a whole inch of meat. Maybe that that entry hole you're you're talking about, you know, one inch by one inch. So you've got a cubic inch lost on the entry hole. Maybe the exit hole is five times larger. So five cubic inches, okay? That's nothing, that's nothing. Most people don't take any meat off the ribs anyway. They just, they don't even care. They just, they just leave it to the dogs, throw it away. It's not worth their time. Now, if you shoot them through the shoulder Okay, you might lose a little more meat, but that's not the best place to shoot them. You want to shoot them right through the ribs. Through both lungs, you ruin almost no meat. I mean, it's it's the best, it is the most consistent, easiest target, most humane best way to go. But no matter regardless, the higher you get, your target now, you had a big deer you were shooting at sideways, now you're sh- shooting down at the back of a deer you have a much more narrow target. It's much harder to hit a vital area from a deer high up in the air. You've got some kind of angle there, right? So, you know, you're trying to hit both lungs. Or you're trying to find the heart. You you can't even see how the bottom of that animal is oriented to the ground. you got all kind of angles going on, especially if you're an archery hunter that's going to wreak havoc with with your point of aim and your actual line distance and your hypotenuse. Now, yeah, you can practice and you can you can get over that, but it's still a much smaller target, much smaller to hit, and now you've got a lot more branches and stuff that are vertical up and down and things that you have to contend with for a much smaller target. So it's harder, not just hit the animal, period, but it's harder to get a fatal hit. So you don't want to do that. It, you are, you're, you know, really decreasing your odds. And then it makes it much easier to get a bad shot, to hit an area you didn't want to hit, to have to, to force yourself to take a bad shot because there were no chance of a good one. Also, you're getting further away from the deer, which is going to affect archery hunters a lot more. You know, if you're 15 feet in the air and that deer is 20 yards away from you that's a different deal than if you are 60 feet in the air well you just added a lot more distance to that shot and now you've added angle and you've added geometry and you better be a math whiz and you better you better really be a practice with that thing and know what you're doing and know what your angles are and where to hit your little tiny target you've got and now you're shooting through more animal vertically you're shooting through more animals, so now you're ruining more meat, you've got more bones in the way, especially if, you know for archery, you've got a lot more that arrowhead has to contend with now and penetrate through in order to find something. If you're a rifle target, a rifle hunter, you're hunting, putting that bullet straight down through that animal, you are destroying way more of the animal than you were with a good broadside shot. So it's not a great, it's not helping you your chances of missing or non-fatally wounding uh, an animal are much, much higher, the higher in the tree that you get. So you've got difficulty with hitting it. You've got smaller target because of geometry. You've got uh, safety concerns, and, and, and you're just adding to that equation the higher that you get. Um, and then you've got, you know, in terms of sight and line of sight, and trying to see, okay, where is the deer? Where are they going to come from? Your, your, Everything changes. Your angles change. Everything gets further away. And it, It's not a help. It's not something that improves your odds. So I think the stealth gain, the, the potential stealth gain is small. And I think the risk of uh, not being able to connect with your target or taking a bad shot, missing the target, we're having a safety issue only go up. And I think the cons outweigh the benefits, which is probably why all the tree stand people and, and tree ladder people and everything else, they all top out at about 20 feet. <clears throat> They've just come to the conclusion through all the years this industry has been going that it's just, it's just not ideal to go any higher. It's not worth going any higher. You don't gain much from going much higher. And so that's that's sort of where it all tops out. So how high is too high? 21 feet is too high. Um no, I mean, you know, 21 feet is is fine. You know, 1 foot's not going to change the game, but you don't really don't need to get much higher than 15 feet. You know, if you want to get any higher than 15 feet, it should be based on the land, the topography, where you're hunting, you know, the branches, maybe you need to get 3 feet higher to get above some branches that would cause you problems you know stuff like that it is what it is but in terms of the benefit versus um the, what you're losing you don't need to go higher than 20 feet so i hope that's helpful for you guys head to the website newhuntersguide.com check out the show notes for this episode lots of other episodes on deer hunting all kinds of deer hunting all kinds of other hunting. We've got other episodes on tree stands, how to find a stand, where to set up, how to, how to put your cameras out, setting up a mock scrape, water holes, everything else you might want to do for habitat improvement. So we couldn't cover all that in any one episode, but that's all there. So head there, send me a note, send me an email, send me a question. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.